Welcome to the Buried Gems Podcast, where we dig through internet literature to try and find the next big thing. Mr. Tomato over oh, here. No, I've got my uh, grape tomatoes just flying all over just the place. Just all over the place. They, yeah, they don't stay on the plate very well when you tip it sideways. Not usually. No. It's okay. I mean, our, our floor is pretty clean, right? I mean, it's like... If I blow on it... That's what you're supposed to do with like a like a a coin. Blow on it for luck. No, I usually suck on it. On a coin or a tomato. I guess both. Suck on that tomato. That, you just you didn't suck on that tomato. You just straight up tried to chew in it. You're a liar and possibly a thief. Are those my tomatoes? Come and get them. What is this, Texas? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sh- fucking shoot your ass if you come over here. Fine, fine. Gosh, I didn't know. This is my space. I didn't know we were in the Lone Star State. <laughs> <laughs> now we're in beautiful Indiana. Indiana. Our our go to home in Fort Gary, comma Fort Wayne zero two 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 dash five. Hmm. What so is there? Your- like one house there because we're kind of screwed. Yeah. I mean, I do. I say I do love about Fort uh, Fort Gary is the subway. I love it. I mean, we use it all the time. Yeah, it's also a very strategic spot to have a fort right yeah. in the middle of the country, right in the, in the middle, middle of nowhere. You know, just in case they invade on all edges, we'll have <laughs> we'll have our Alamo. Yep, we we can retreat to beautiful Indiana and uh, live out shack our lives. Up there. I, I think it's a. I think I think it's a solid idea. I think I can't think of a better place to 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 end the Chinese invasion. Indiana, Indiana, yeah. Well, technically, it'll be China where the Chinese invasion ends because we'll be China mm. at that point. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. But you know what isn't China? Buried gems. I was gonna say India, because you know. But you know what you find in India? Indians. Yes, but also buried gems and all those tombs. They got gems like crazy over there. Rupees, all types of shit. <laughs> and you know what we find? The next two out of five Harry Potters? Exactly. Only the two out of fives. We never go above. Not once. I dare you to find an episode where we rate anything other than a two. I dare you. I'll fight you. But yeah, this is the Barry Jim's podcast. Uh, well, I'm here once again with Toxic Gold. The I would say he's essentially a Californian if a Californian grew up in the Midwest and had the culture <laughs> Fuck, of the that's Midwest. That's kind of an insult. <laughs> that's an insult. Yep. When you don't you don't like your Midwestern upbringing? No, I hate California. Oh, I've that's never fair. been there since I was six, but. You know what's what's the beef against my California? experience at Disneyland was pretty poor, so I'm just gonna chalk the whole thing up as a loss. I mean, California is just Disneyland. Yeah, literally, it Disney kind of is there. Yeah, you ever been to Compton? No, but I have friends who have. Cool. They drove through it. It's like it's like Disneyland, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's some mean, variation. Maybe like Disney D- D- Disney Park, something like that. But so. Once again, it's just me and Toxic Gold. Uh, there's one. There's two things we need to deduce here. One is that we're obviously talking about of Yokai and Hopeless Romantics. 
and the second thing is Proper Jim once again is not here. You know, after his vigilante tirade in Chicago, I mean, I don't know if you guys have been watching the news, but it was bad. Like, I think he went to a cotillion, which I didn't know they did those in Chicago. I thought that was just like a Southern thing. But then apparently they had a cotillion in Chicago. Five kids used the wrong fork. Wow. What that's, a disgrace. That's five less kids in Chicago. <laughs> it's proper gent. He's, he's got to make sure... Because he didn't kill them. Guys, I'm not saying proper gent killed him. I may have misled you when I said he was being a vigilante. That doesn't mean he's going and killing kids for using the wrong salad fork. No. He's taking them to a better cotillion. All the way over in Kentucky. And it's a really good cotillion. They learn how to use the right forks. Yes, they might be held there against the will. Yes, they're not getting killed though. They're not getting killed. Yes, they might be mining rubies and emeralds that I am hoarding. And yes, you can pay me to go bury them in your backyard, but that's the thing to talk about at the end of the show. So all that aside, Proper not here with us again, sadly. But we also have Toxic Gold, which is great, and we're talking about of yokai and hopeless romantics, which is the best way to put it. An, a soap opera, a drama of sorts, a, a, a soapy, 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 soapy drama of 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 girls with cat ears who are <laughs> who are demon spirits, yokai. We're running for student council in the human world. In the human world, and they're and they're just looking for love. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like a lot of them have found love already. Well, the one we the one love Binihimi, isn't easy. Binihimi is looking for love. Yeah. So, for all of those who aren't caught up, you can always listen to the last episode, or you can just hear this. Uh, Benihimi is a yokai in the student in the human world. She's uh, she's in a, a bit of a ultimatum, though. She has to figure out if she wants to stay in the human world because she hasn't been able to find a boyfriend that hasn't cheated on her yet. Um, okay, so that's one out of about twenty characters. You want to run <laughs> through the rest? So we got we got Mari, the cat. We got Yayaka, the really hot girl. The succubus. We got Ina, Yayaka's girlfriend. We got Shoji. Um, Shoji is the boy that Benihimi loved and confessed her love to, but he rejected her in favor of Noriko, who is another girl. And then there's also Kurosawa. Kurosawa was the principal. Uh, She's a fox. I don't know if she's a fox, uh, like attractive wise. They didn't talk about her attractivity level, unlike the other girls, which they made very clear how attractive they were. They did not talk yeah, about. I want to know how well endowed her breasts. Are. We don't know how well endowed Benihimi is either. This is something the author needs to clarify, <laughs> because we know that for one, Mari isn't. There was some shade thrown at Mari that she's not that attractive, but very muscular. Uh, but like all the other girls are very well endowed, according to the um the descriptions we read, which I thought was a little weird, but you know, to each their own. I feel like it's pretty fitting actually. <laughs> it's about so, what I expected. So this is of course, have Yokai and hopeless romantics written by Peter natural on fiction press. If you want to read along or go give them some love, uh, let's just jump into it. Just dive in to, to Spanko style, you know, classic journalism. This is what we're doing. Journalism. Chapter three. <laughs> oh, who do you want to be for this one? I think I think Noriko's in it. You want to just be Noriko? Yeah, just tell me when to read. <laughs> Popcorn style. <laughs> oh my god. 
This is going to be a juicy chapter. Oh, it's a juicy chapter? Okay. I'm going to have to take my pants off for this one. Oh. It's really fucking hot in our apartment. There's no AC. Yeah, we have the windows open just so that people can drive by and honk at us. There's, that's the only reason. Celebrate was exactly what they did after eating dinner. The girls in Shoji retreated to Yayaka's Ina's room to let loose a little Wait, hold bit. on. Who won the election? Uh, Yayaka. Okay. The, the succubus, the, oh, the yeah. hot chick. Remember? Because she, she got the boys' vote. Of course. Yayaka, Ina, and Mari were particularly into letting their hair down as the three were dancing until they fell over. Benihimi joined them in their dancing for a bit, but when the three got too wild, she sat down next to Soji and Noriko. Looking at those two, Benihimi... Okay, wait. How big are these dorms? What are they doing right now? They're just dancing in the dorms. Oh, I mean, we could dance in this room right now. But it's our room is big. bigger than a dorm. True. I mean, okay, it's about the same size as a dorm, but it's shaped better for dancing. Dorms are pretty narrow. So are these like, are they just like crowded in a corner, like just like convulsing and grinding on each other in the corner of this dorm? I don't know. Let's read on. Let's see what's going on. She's down next to Soji and Noriko. Looking at those two, Finny Hemi had to admit they made a cute couple. Noriko was radiant, her smile infectious. She might have lost the election, but it looks like she won the true prize. Finny Hemi couldn't think, couldn't help but think of Mari's deal. Could the cat truly pull it off? Would that be Benihimi sitting there next to a boy who she cared, she cared for as much as Nuiko cared for Soji? Even more important, who would that boy care for her as Soji cared for Nuriko? The problem with Kaiji was that she didn't care for him. Benihimi had thrown herself into the relationship, overlooking Kaiji's fault and trying to make him into a better person. No, the problem was that Kaiji hadn't cared for her. Looking at Nuriko and Soji together just drove the point home further. They had been a couple only for a few days and already had a stronger bond than she ever had had with Kaiji. How foolish had Benihimi been? Perhaps her parents were right and it would be best to return to the yokai world and allow them to find her a partner. Okay, girls, time to get down. Wait, that's not her. Okay, girls, time to get down to some official that was the business. the same voice. God damn it. How did Yayaka go again? She was all sassy, right? Um, is Yayaka? This, the succubus. Oh, oh yeah, I think you, that was the voice. That was the one? Yeah. Okay, girls, time to get down to some official business, Yayaka said, snapping Benihimi out of her thoughts. Yeah, yes, let's start the orgy, Mari said. Don't joke like that, Mari. That's very inappropriate, Benihimi said. She usually expects to talk like that from Yayaka. Have you been drinking sake again, Mari? Noriko asked her best friend. Mar- Mari, Yayaka, and Ina all gil- got guilty looks on their faces. Yayaki really should know better. She was the president now. That's not what I meant by official business, but I'm up for anything or down or behind, Yayaka said laughing. Business before pleasure, though. I want Ina-chan to be my VP, I want Beanie-chan to be my secretary, and I want Mari-chan to be my treasurer. I'd offer you a position, Noriko, but I think you'll be too busy with the position Shoji's going to have for you. Ooh. (laughs) Are you content? Pants are off. (laughs) (laughs) Noriko and Soji both blushed. Benihimi was honored that Ayaka would ask her to be a part of her cabinet. While the two were friends, they also had been rivals for the presidency, and while Yaka had mentioned wanting Benihimi in her cabinet, she had not by holding to that remark. It might be grasping at straws, but perhaps the responsibilities of being secretary would help her in deciding her fate. Benihimi was looking for anything that would serve as an attachment to the human world, to act as a counterweight to what she felt was her responsibility to her parents. I'll gladly accept your offer, Ayaka-chan, and will do the best I can to fulfill the duties to office. Thank you, Benichan. I expect no less. 
Yayaka said, hugging her. I too upset. I accept too, of course, Ina said, keeping her cool. It was probably a foregone conclusion that she would be Yayaka's VP. How do you feel about this nepotism? <laughs> this very clear nepotism. They're related? They're dating. Oh. I thought nepotism was just relatives. I mean, it, it's essentially... It's favorites, right? Yeah. Having some sort of personal relationship. Like getting rid of meritocracy and over favorites. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, when it comes down to it, this is the student council, council elections in a high school. So I'm not too worried about it, but... These these women could grow up one day to to be to secure like, powerful positions. They're yokai. Yeah, Don't exactly. forget they're yokai. They're gonna become real presidents in the future. I mean, we have we have uh, seventeen chapters left, so who knows? <laughs> Did you ever join student council? Um, I think I was involuntarily elected once. <laughs> what? What do you? How are you involuntarily elected? It's one of those things where I was like elected but it was not really by choice it was you know it was just something that i i did so like so like did you put your name down for nomination yeah then how is it involuntary because i didn't really want it (laughs) so you just put your name on a list we were like fuck it it's okay (laughs) yep you didn't like campaign or anything i mean i think i made like one poster and put it up I this mean, is when you know this was in like eighth grade, so okay, that's a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a really nice poster. It was handmade. It had like pop out letters and stuff. That's pretty nice. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I never did student council. No, or any like student government things. I remember at my university there was a big scandal because this guy uh, promised to take a dive in the election. <laughs> There's essentially a corruption scandal. Wait, he promised to take a dive? Something like that, yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know, but he, like, he promised to like stop campaigning so the other guy would get elected, and then he would be appointed treasurer. And they did all of this. And I think I remember, I think a student reporter like heard of their sketchy meeting because they met at 3 a.m. at uh, a, an old country kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and so they like, the reporter like went there and like was in the next booth and was like writing it all down. <laughs> wow. Uh, and it was for something that literally nobody gave two shits about. I was at a wow. school where like government did not matter. Yeah. I don't know. That person's probably going places though. Where are they now? I'm gonna have to. They're probably in Russia somewhere. <laughs> probably in a Russian in a, uh, camp. In a Russian country kitchen. <laughs> Russian country kitchen. Sitting in the next booth. <sighs> so you're just gonna fill your cabinet with friends and lovers? Is that really responsible? Mari said, being the only one to object to Yayaka's proposal. Don't be difficult and just accept. I'm not looking to argue with you. Yayaka said, not wanting Mari to ruin her good time. I'm just pointing out what others will say, Mari said, sounding like she fully believed in her logic. I'm not just filling my cabinet with friends. I'm filling it with people I know, I trust, I know I can work with. You have a head for numbers. That's why you have the top grades in our year and why I want you to be the treasurer, Ayaka said. So your sexiness needs my brains, Mari said, and a pillow smacked her into her face. Stop fishing for compliments. You'll get a big head. Nariko said, laughing. (laughs) I'll pay your ego and anything else you might want, if that's what it takes. 
Whoa, jeez, dude. Yayaka is down. So this is just like a slow burn erotic fiction right here. I mean, I think Yayaka is going somewhere. Yayaka is down to fuck, I think is what's going on. I think she's really down to like just fuck anybody. How do you think she got all those votes? (laughs) I mean, she's a succubus. (laughs) I mean, it's like like not that weird. What about Hillary Clinton, though? What are you saying that she, are, you, are you asking if Hillary Clinton would pet you? Do you want to get into a heavy petting session with Hillary Clinton? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I'm saying like <laughs> I'm saying like she's a succubus, right? <laughs> I've never thought of her as one. She did get the majority vote, so <laughs> So your implication is that if someone gets the majority vote, they're a succubus. Relatively speaking. So, like, Obama was a succubus. I think so, yeah. (laughs) Dude, have you ever read the replies on Obama's tweets? I have not. Dude, you need to dig into there. I don't know if it happens anymore, but it's just a whole bunch of people saying, like, take me, daddy. (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Daddy. Yes. Yes. Thousands of people tweeting. This is the America I want to live in. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Go look. Uh, I'll have to do. I'll do a deep dive into that one day, and maybe I'll make a little show about it. Benihimi looked at Inna, but the girl seemed unaffected by how her romantic partner was flirting with another girl. Benihimi didn't know how Inna could be in an open relationship with Ayaka. There was no way she could do something like that. Yet there was Ayaka flirting with a girl she had a past relationship with, and there was. Oh, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute. Did you hear that? Is it a car? <laughs> no, the sentence. <laughs> I know. I wasn't uh, listening. Uh, <laughs> no shit, you're confused. Uh, no, yeah, so uh, Mari and Yayaka used to date. We learn more every sentence. Every sentence. We learn a little bit more. Was it Yayaka's succubus nature that led to understanding? that, Or was it that Yayaka chose right in Ina? Yayaka often told Benihimi she was too old-fashioned in her approach to the opposite sex, something Benihimi never denied. She was raised with the traditions and values of bygone eras. While she would never be polyamorous like Yayaka, Ayuki Ona was a, mon- was a monogamous to a fault. She did have to admit to herself that some of her beliefs were out of date, though. Do you think monogamy's out of date? Have you been to Burning Man? <laughs> no. Me either. Are you so yes? Is it out of date? I don't know. When I listen to pop culture, I feel like it is out of date, but then every single person I know is monogamous. Yeah, but they probably keep it that way, you know, on the surface. <laughs> so you're saying all your friends pretend to be monogamous, but are just having like yeah. a crazy fuck fest? They're leaving me out of it. They're leaving you out of it, dude. Don't don't worry. I'll invite you to the next party. You were right all along. The password's don't let you look again. <laughs> or sorry, toxic gold. No, I would. I, it, honestly, I would have guessed it. You guessed it. Yeah, I've so, tried that password. Really didn't work. Oh, sorry. You have to put an exclamation point at the end. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't want you to beg or anything. I'll accept the position. Mari said, actually managing to sound as if she was being put up up upon. I say now this is the perfect time to get the cake. If none of you object, Benahimi said. There's cake? Soji asked. You girls really did go all out. There's always cake when Benny Chan's involved, Yayaka said, getting up to help Benihimi. 
The two quietly made their way to the kitchenette and got Benhimi's cake out of the fridge. It was a small pecan and maple syrup pound cake that Benihimi had baked that day before at cooking club. As Yayaka grabbed the plates and some utensils, Benihimi took the opportunity to ask Ayaka something that had been on her mind since earlier in the day. Have you noticed the single male hasn't spoken yet? No, he has. Really? Soji did. He asked about, he said the cake. Wait, there's, so, Soji's in the dorm right now? Yeah. Spicy, right? Wait, he's observing all this? Yes. Wow. Yeah. What a lucky high you, school boy. Are you jealous? <laughs> Do you want to be Soji? Who's Soji? <laughs> Nariko's girl boyfriend. <laughs> you can, uh, if I'm out of place for asking, what did Marisan give you in exchange for your vote? You can always ask me anything. You know that, Yayaka said. Still, she said there was a bit of embarrassment on her face. It took a lot to embarrass Yayaka. I wanted a night with Soji-kun. Benihimi blushed. Yayaka must have really liked Soji beyond her typical lust. Mari being a ba- bakinekio was a shapeshifter, with Soji Uh-oh. having chosen... Yeah? It all makes sense. <laughs> oh! Mari was a, being a binakio she was the whole time. <laughs> Does that answer your question? So I think what happened was... Okay. Yaka must have really liked Soji beyond her typical lust. Mari being a Bakineko was a shapeshifter. With Soji having chosen Naruku, it was the closest Yayaku would get to have her fantasy fulfilled. He really didn't have make an impact on us, didn't he? Okay, so what I'm hearing is this. Okay, so do, you, do, you, do you know what's going on here? I know that they're all in the dorm just gossiping right now. But so what just what just happened was saying that so okay. the Benekio, right? Yep. So Mari's one of them. Which means yep. she can shape shift. And Ayaka wanted to fuck Soji. But she couldn't fuck Soji because Soji's dating Noriko, which is you. Oh yeah. So Soji's fucking you. And so Ayaka can't fuck Soji. But Mari can shapeshift into Shoji and then Yayaka can fuck Mari. So that's what happened. Wait, that happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you sure? Yeah, it says it right there cuz that's how uh, that's how Yayaka that's how why Yayaka voted for Mari. Oh my. <laughs> Wait, are you sure this isn't just like a hypothetical? No, like that. She's asking, "Why did you vote for Mari?" And she said, "I wanted okay, a night with Soji." Rewind. Okay, I'm gonna rewind it. Okay. Um, you can. Where does this start? Uh, so it says here, uh, "What did Mari-san give you in exchange for your vote?" And then Yayaka says, "I wanted a night with Soji-kun." <laughs> okay. And then it explains wow. that Mari can shapeshift. This is crazy. I, so Mari, I feel like a little kid right now, and just all this is just going over my head, and I'm just hearing words. <laughs> so yeah, Yayaka fucked Mari totally. I think that I think that's the lesson we learned. You almost cut him on the roof. He was so terrified. Yayaka said, laughing, "That was due to Kurosawa-sama, and that was before I knew how kind of a boy he is." Benihimi said, "He's Noriko's boyfriend now. We have to move on. We don't want to be those types of girls." 
Ayaka said. I know. I'm glad that we are still friends, Benihini said. The two returned to Ayaka's room, shared the cake with their friends, and then slowly made their way to their own rooms. Benihimi had gone to sleep on Saturday night, secure in the knowledge that there would be work for her to do at the student council. Ayaka was ambitious, and Mari was sure to be as an effective treasurer. It would likely fall on Benihimi to keep things organized running smoothly, and to keep those two from going overboard. Sure enough, come Monday and after classes, during the first student council meeting, Benihimi had her beliefs confirmed. An extravagant, lavish school trip to Tokyo, the type of which people will talk about for years to come. That is our goal. Yaka started, charisma radiating from her and filling the small conference room that served as their office. Take it a notch down there. We're your cabinet, not voters, Mari said. Can you show some excitement? This is important, Ina said, backing up Yayaka. I just, I'm just thinking of the work that's ahead of us, Mari said as she lazily leaned back in a chair, placing her legs on the table. Tokyo is an expensive city. Just finding a hotel for all of us is going to be costly, if there are any openings at all. That's why it's important for us to offer our support to Ayaka-chan and make sure the cultural festival is a success, Benihimi said. She understood that having an opposing voice in a cabinet could be helpful, but right off the bat, Mari looked to be starting an argument. We're going to start making plans for the talent show we'll have at the cultural festival today. Between ticket sales, entry fees, and concessions, we'll have enough money for the trip, Ayaka said. We're going to need... We're going to need more money if you want to go as extravagant as you said, Mari said. Benihimi and Inio were going to argue. Mari wasn't being productive, but Yayaka, uh, but Yayaka raised her arms and stopped them. Okay, Mari. Okay, Mari-chan. Do you have any suggestions then? Mari sat in her seat properly and got serious. You need to expand. You need to expand your concept of what constitutes a talent show. I think you need to have. Need at an art auction, a fashion show, a baking competition, all of those fall under talent. We only have that Friday. The other years they have the rest of the weekend. We might overload the day and it could backfire, Ayaka said. I think if we put our minds together, we could schedule it properly. Benimi said feeling Mari's idea had some value. Okay, let's start to work this out. I know it's a lot for the first day, but I want this trip to be something we never forget, Ayaka said. After that, they laid the plans out for the cultural festival. Benihimi was happy to be asked to be Yayaka's secretary. The bulk of the organizing of the cultural festival would fall on her, but that played to Benihimi's strength. She was also the point. She was also be the point woman for the baking competition, and be coming up with concessions would be sold. This was the type of responsibility Benihimi wanted to prove that she had matured, gained some wisdom of her fox parents. Unfortunately, it came time for the. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that they were. Uh... Special god animals. <laughs> you, you forgot that they were yokai? Yeah, I mean, they haven't done anything yet. <laughs> That's that a good would... point. They've just kind of been fucking each other. Yeah. I guess the whole shape-shifting thing is... Uh, yeah. You can't do that as a normal human, so... I mean, she could have just put on, like, a wig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As Benny Yumi got ready to make her way to student kitchen, Mari stopped her. Do you have free time tomorrow to come to the art studio with me? I want to get all the club's presidents to agree to the art auction, Mari said. It seemed like a simple enough request, but Benihimi recognized the mischief in Mari's eyes. I'm free to go with you, but what exactly do you have planned? I have someone I want you to meet, Mari said, before running off to gymnastics club before Benihimi could argue. So it was really going to happen. Mari had found a boy for Benihimi, and she was going to meet him tomorrow. Who exactly did Mari have in mind? End of chapter three. That was like the first big cliffhanger we've had. Yeah. 
Wow. I, n- I need to read chapter four now. Yeah, I think we are. So how do you feel about chapter three? Okay, this was, this was actually a lot easier to follow. I think there's, it's because... There's, there's more dialogue. There is... Uh, less new names. There's no new names in this one. Yeah, I don't really know much about the building they were in, though. So that is a problem. problem. I would say that's probably number one problem. They didn't explain the building. And I, and I was confused earlier, because I remember we were talking about the size of the dorm. Oh, yeah. It would have been nice to have those details, because... So, minus one point, no building description. <laughs> what about all the sexiness that happened? I know that you took your pants off already. <laughs> yeah, that was in like the third paragraph. Yeah, like they were off. You might want to get a little curtain around you <laughs> in case it gets even sexier. I don't know. Our, our fans driving by, uh, I think mean, they appreciate. Okay, yeah. Actually, open that curtain up. Let's get the fans in on it. We'll get the average Joe on the road. If you can hear my voice, feel free to yell at us through the window and join in on this miraculous cast. Of yokai. So, do you think they're? Do you think so? They're one. You were right. There's not much yokai-ness in this chapter. No, there is a couple mentions here and there, but like I said last uh, last episode, it it definitely just feels like one of those unnecessary details that just added in, maybe to attract a certain group, like to be like, oh, I like yokais, and then they read it, but then they they don't realize that it's like, yeah. I mean, what's like a typical yokai story like? I imagine it's a more integral part of. Uh, I mean, this is about this. Is, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like yokai are like a Japanese thing, but there's also like a lot of fiction about yokai. But like a lot of like anime. I think people like girls with cat ears. <laughs> I think that's the big thing to learn here because I mean I don't know there's definitely some animes I've watched and I'm not proud I watched them and I didn't really enjoy them um, <laughs> so I didn't really enjoy them I wasn't proud that I watched them but they were definitely just softcore porn mm. or they were as close you get to softcore porn without it being porn if that makes sense yeah like they go to they always a beach episode <laughs> they go to the beach and that one of them has to pick up a sea cucumber because they kind of look like penises. And if you like play with a sea cucumber, it like squirts white liquid. Apparently, that's a thing they actually do. Really? So, of course, every one of these episodes would be like, oh, look, I found a sea cucumber. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, it squirted me. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, we might see that in this story because they're they going to hit go the, the road. Beach. Yeah, I don't, I mean, like, Japan is a, it's an island. So, it's a lot of beaches. Exactly. And I, we don't know where they are right now. So on the road to Tokyo. You know, they might be surrounded by the, the, the water. Japan? Oh, yeah. It is an island. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's surrounded by beaches. Yeah. Yeah. We're not giving up hope yet. <laughs> you wanted that sea cucumber scene? Yeah. Unfortunately, I'll have to visualize it in my own head. I mean, you already know how well endowed everybody is. <laughs> Except for Mari. She yeah. got some shade thrown on her. God. That's why she's so pale. <laughs> oh man, I just need to sit for like five minutes, and what? I need to sit for five minutes and just grow a mental image of all these busty teens. Well, we're starting chapter four. Oh no! <sighs> <laughs> you getting excited? Ready to dive in? All right. We're making good progress, though. This yeah. Is good. 
Benihimi made her way to the student kitchen underneath the dining hall. Her mind was still wrapped up in the thoughts of the boy Mari had found her. Benihimi knew she was getting ahead of herself, but she couldn't stop imagining what he might be like. The boy would be an artist. Maybe that would mean he was more sensitive, more in touch with his feelings. Benihimi truly was billing silly. It made no sense to create a boy in her head. It was best to wait until tomorrow. Benihimi put all thoughts of boys out of her mind as she used the back entrance to the dining hall and went downstairs. The student kitchen was Benihimi's second home, more than her own dorm room. The kitchen was state-of-the-art, able to compare to any top-of-the-line restaurant, paid in part by alumni donations. The cooking club had already started their meeting, so Benihimi quickly took her place as one of the cooking stations. I apologize for my tardis, Togushi-sama, Torei-senpai, Benihimi said off to the cooking cl- club staff representative and president. Okay, what kind of voice should I do? Um, do you want to be Togushi? Yes. Go for it. <clears throat> it's all right, Toyama-san. <laughs> okay, I'm cool with it. <laughs> it's all right, Toyama-san. We knew you were at the student council. Tagushi said. Wait, Tagushi's a man, right? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Benami truly admired Tagushi Kaiko. Even though she was human, she was a woman in her 50s with a robust frame, <laughs> hair kept in a tight bum. <laughs> that was a perfect voice. <laughs> yeah. She's got she's uh she's got a robust frame. So there you go, you get some more imagery of their bodies. Which I know you're just loving over there. <laughs> she had worked at World Cast restaurants since her teens and still worked at one of Sasayama's most popular restaurants during school breaks, along with having won several cooking competitions and also written several cooking books. It was Benahimi's plan to emulate Taguchi's success, but to a greater degree, becoming a world renowned iron chef and gaining popularity among the humans. To that end, Benahimi took her time at the cooking club seriously. Is this me? I know this is me. Um, okay. I'm trying to think of a voice for this name's Toro. Is this a, this is oh, it's another girl. There's there's only women in this. I'm <laughs> assuming the author's a woman, and would typically you no find... way, dude. You think a female author is writing about the busty? Uh, well, no, I just well find that like, I find that authors typically write characters that are their same gender usually. Oh, really? on these sites, like usually, like like you know. If it's like a if it's a woman, they usually write because it just makes sense, right? Like you're more comfortable writing within your own frame. Like I personally wouldn't feel very comfortable writing a woman just because I'm not that good of a writer, <laughs> and so like I don't think I could do it justice. Also, if you want to see some great great fuck ups for men writing women, go to r slash men writing women because there's just some <laughs> funny shit over there. There's just some real funny shit. Her nipples waved lustfully. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we haven't we haven't started today's dish. We were just discussing it. We'll be making eclairs, Toro Hitomi said. Toro was a third year. She was tall for a girl, kept her hair in a ponytail, had a busty chest, and a very expressive face. <laughs> Toro was a good senpai for Benihimi. Like she, like her, she was a twice-born, a Hanya. Instead of being a spirit of womanly vengeance, she was a spirit of woman's jealousy. She understood. She understood some of the struggles Benihimi went through when it came to her negative emotions, as she also battled with her own. Why haven't we heard anything about these uh, characters' feet? 
Is that what you, is that what you, is that the hot goss? I mean, that's not what I want, but I feel like, (laughs) I don't know, we're very focused on certain aspects of the human anatomy. So you think we're focusing too much on the the tits and ass? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like every body part deserves the same amount of So you would like them to be like, they had pointed kneecaps, a very nice angled chin. Um, I mean, that- A bulbous calf. Right now, I am seeing uh, a pretty limited view- so I, mean, I have to fill in the blanks. So, like, is, so to you, there's just like all these faceless characters with rocking tits. <laughs> is that all you're imagining right now? No. <laughs> it's hard to imagine the characters when you don't even know who they are. You know they're hot as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what this author's telling me. Yeah. Onto a. A Lagunitas, a local beer of our favorite, um, Fort Gary, Indiana. <laughs> but Amy focused on the task at hand, following Taguchi's instructions down to the smallest detail. She made the vanilla filling, making sure not to overwork it, and watching the heat was cooking at. Creating the koi, the choya pastry with every element measured down to the smallest detail and every part mixed in with an almost mechanical precision. She piped the eclairs using her ice powers to cool the choy pastry a bit, making it easier to shape. Every single eclair the same shape, non-conformity was not allowed in Benahimi's reign. <laughs> I really hope she doesn't become president. She's not a fan of non-conformity. Which, I mean, I'd be pretty... I mean, I think I feel like we wouldn't be doing great. As, as as a as a program in a non in a very conformist society, <laughs> yeah, we'd be we'd be assassinated. We'd have very little. We had very few content. We'd have like no stories to read. <laughs> <laughs> she had put the eclairs to bake as she waited. She spent some time catching up with her clubmates, but always with an eye on the clock. Finally, the chew pastry had baked. She filled them and made them with the decadent dark chocolate ganache to balance the sweet vanilla filling. Yeah. <laughs> you okay over there? She topped her eclairs with a ganache and they were completed. Each looked more beautiful than a diamond to Benahimi. I'm going to have a little vape break to breathe in. <laughs> Dude, I first started vaping. So I don't really do it anymore. Sometimes I pick up these shitty ass blue e cigs. Yeah, those things are horrible. Yeah. But I used to, I first started vaping in high school. Same. And I remember that I had. The vape would be like right on my bed bedside stand, and I would wake up in the middle of the night, take a <laughs> few rips. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I was full on addicted to that oh, stuff as fuck. like a sixteen year old kid. I still remember hanging outside of the e-cig crib. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was the name of the local. Could you not go in? Oh, I was sixteen. <laughs> so you just hung so, outside. Well, I had like uh, older friends that would go in and buy stuff but you couldn't go in so you would like sit in the car yep yeah and i yeah i had to stock up on juice this was back when there was like no legitimate brands too yeah so it was like it just was whatever all, they like, made in the thing yep and it, dude all the actual like e-cig stuff was just straight out of like china so like it would be different every time because it was all just like counterfeit stuff yeah and like sometimes well, like, we had like local brands so we had like like the places like themselves would make their own juice Oh, the, um, the juice, yes, but I'm talking like the actual. E-sick oh, like the itself. hardware. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, we don't carry do, that brand do you anymore." Remember, do you remember the wicks that would like dangle down? Yeah, 
get, before we get too off topic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they talk more about yokai's, we wouldn't be talking about vaping. <laughs> she looked around at her clubmates, felt a sense of pride that her clairs were some of the best looking. Looks were an important part of food, especially desserts, but the taste of what made the food great. And as Benny Hume and her clubmates each took nibbles of each other's declares, she was proud that hers were some of the best. That was actually being modest. She had she felt she had topped Toro's declares and only Tagushi's were better, with her feeling having something that it took from the greatness that Benny Hume had achieved to an unbrigadable level. This is good, Toyama-san. I think you have done us. Okay, that no, that's a bad. That's a bad. That's almost racist. Yeah, <laughs> that was bad. That was I'm, on the I, edge. I apologize. This is good, Toyama-san. No, I. This is good, Toyama-san. I think you've outdone us all today, Toro said, and many of her clubmates agreed. While Toro complimented her, the look in her eyes said that she was not pleased with her own shortcomings. Benihimi would never voice it out loud, but she enjoyed the fact that her senpai saw her as competition. She also enjoyed when she outdid her. Thank you, Toro senpai. Your words are very kind, Benihimi said. She generally meant her words, too. Benihimi might revel in her competition with her clubmates and Toro especially, but she saw the competition as a civil one, based on mutual respect. Oh, this is you. Everyone, may I have your attention? Taguchi said, and they all quieted down and looked at their sensei. I have some great news I want to share with you. There's going to be a high school cooking competition in Osaka, the winner of which gets to participate in a televised national cooking competition in Tokyo over summer break. The competition is focused on high school chefs. The cooking club will be hosted its own competition, the winner of which will be sent to Osaka to represent Sasayama Academy. Benihimi couldn't believe her ears. Being on a televised cooking competition was one of her goals. She thought she wouldn't reach it until after she had gone to university. Taguchi was offering her the opportunity to start to gain national popularity amongst humans while still in high school. Being on a televised competition, that would make her parents proud, and if she won, there'd be no way they would ask her to return the yokai world. Benihimi had always thought of the kitchen as her safe place, but now it could also be a provide her salvation. Benihimi looked around the room, and there was a current of excitement running through it. Benihimi locked eyes with Toro. The two yokai both knew they were entering the competition playing for higher stakes than their human clubmates. Once again, just like in the election, Benihimi was matching herself against the yokai, but this time, she would win. I think it will be you and me, Toyama-san. I hope you're ready, Toro said, walking right up to Benihimi. The rest of the club just stared at the two, knowing that what Toro said was likely the truth. I will do my best, as I always strive to do. Benihimi said in response. You're going to have to do more than that. When this competition will be a nice way to cap my time at Sasayama Academy, Tora said. She stopped, seemed to think about what she had said. I'm sorry, I got carried away. All right, everyone. I know you're excited, but let's clean up. Taguchi said, signaling an end to club activities. Benihimi cleaned up her station and put away the eclair she had left. Benihimi bowed to Taguchi and made her way to the dorms. Toro came up next to her as she was walking. I just want to, I just want to apologize again, Toyama-san. I'm your senpai, and I didn't want to seem like I was picking on you. Toro, Toro said, her face looking apologetic. It's all right, Toro-senpai. I know sometimes our natures get the best of us. Benny said, thinking of her own recent struggles. That's true. Though for the first time, you're always well-composed, Toro said. Thank you, Toro-senpai. But don't be too hard on yourself. You've always been a great help to me. Benimi said as they walked into the dorms, a large building that housed students and staff. Okay, um, Pewter Natural. 
You don't need to tell us what a fucking dorm is. <laughs> Let's also remember that Benny Heaney has god cat parents. <laughs> Let's keep that. We don't no, want to forget foxes. that. Oh, oh yeah, foxes. Yeah, they're foxes. They've lived for 900 years. Yeah, they're gods. Yep. Also, I got to say, she's mentioned the word dorms a lot. And this is the first time that she's been like, by the way, a dorm is where student and faculty live. <laughs> so, like, was she think like, was the author thinking that, like, we were just so confused in <laughs> the first three chapters? Like, they keep learning these dorms. What the hell's a dorm? <laughs> Another one of Sasayami's Academy spectacular buildings <laughs> was made up of three six-story towers arranged in an equilateral triangle. It's together on the first floor. The east tower were the girls' towers. The west tower was the boys' towers. The north, the staff. Benahimi and Taro entered the dorm through the front end. Wait. You liking yeah. this building talk? No. Have you noticed that, like, so far, like, all the character development, like, we have these really complex, busty <laughs> <laughs> characters, <laughs> female characters, and all the men so far in the story been are one. just these brainless dudes <laughs> that voted for the most beautiful woman. Yeah. That's pretty accurate, actually. That tracks, yeah. That, wow. that makes sense. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's exactly what real life is. How are you liking the building talk? It's it's a welcomed relief from all this <laughs> <laughs> just enthralling dialogue. Benny and Tor entered the dorm to the front entrance of the southern connection between the boys and girls tower. They parted at the lobby, Benny heading to her dorm room, and Toro heading to the courtyard at the center of the first floor. Benihimi changed out of her uniform, showered, and left an eclair for her roommate, before heading off to the dining hall with Yayaka and Ina. The three were eating dinner, gossiping at the happenings of Sasayama Academy, just enjoying themselves, before they would have to go back and start their homework. Ugh. Oh, looks like we're going to get a show, Yayaka said, looking at a boy who was approaching Maru. Mari. Poor girl, why do they do it to them? Poor boy, why do they do it to themselves? Ina asked as Mari completely ignored the boy as he confessed, not even giving him an answer, just letting him slink away. It was something that happened every few weeks. Some boy decided to confess to Mara only to be embarrassed. They knew Mari liked the bull type, but had yet to realize Mari had no interest in boys, only girls. Though Benihimi down at a girl would fare much better. It did not stop boys from confessing to Mari, though. Ayaka said that some of the boys had set in their minds that they would be the one to tame the unruly girl and get her to accept their confession. Would you confess to Mari? Hmm. Wasn't she the ugly one? Yeah, she's the one that got shade thrown on her. <laughs> Even she has suitors, I believe was the I believe that was the the wording. Which was great because they didn't really explain that she looked bad. She was just like short and muscular. Mm-hmm. Which that doesn't sound bad. No. That sounds pretty normal, actually. Yeah, that sounds like my type of girl, actually. Yeah. But but remember, all of them had suitors. Even Mari. Even Mari had suitors. So She's got a lot by the sounds of it. Well, every few weeks, not too many. I mean, look at Yayaka, man. Dude, that's more that's more times than uh like Can I've never me? had somebody confess themselves <laughs> to me. Without going especially without going on a date. Yeah, exactly. These, she just has boys coming up to her out of the blue. Yeah. It's crazy. But she's not interested in boys. Yeah. She only, only wants girls. to fuck Yayaka. <laughs> Shapeshifted as a wait a minute. I'm okay, I'm gonna have to throw this back to that. I don't know if this was this episode or last, but so Yayaka fucked Mari, right? But Mari was in the form of Shoji. Yeah. Does that mean wait, so did she have a dick? Probably, yeah. 
I guess really... Mari, Mari has an interesting ability in that she's able to experience the sexual experience from both sides. And not like... Wait, is Mari the shapeshifter? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Now would you confess to Mari? Only if she's like Soji in shapeshifted form. <laughs> so, so if she looked like Soji, you would confess. Let's move on. <laughs> and you agreed to allow her to play matchmaker for you? Erica said, shaking her head. She did help Noriko out, or at least she claims to have. Did she not help you and Inochan? Benimi said as a way of defending her decision. Um, I'm once again going to point it out. To my knowledge, Benihimi told Soji to confess to Noriko. So what the fuck did Mari do? You're going to answer my question, Toxic? I wish I had an answer for you, but... (laughs) (laughs) You see, you're just as dumbfounded as I am on why Mari's getting all this credit. That's exactly it. I'm I'm against Mari at this point. Not... Because she doesn't deserve that credit for setting up Noriko and Soji. She doesn't she doesn't deserve it. Yes. <laughs> you have you have such strong opinions on the matter. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty attached to this story. There's <laughs> <laughs> my Port Gary Lagunitas. Ina's eye twitched. Apparently Benny Hemi hit a touchy subject. Ooh. That's real touchy if their eye twitched. Like a, oh yeah, that, that's like you really hit a nerve. She did help, if you could call what she did help. I shouldn't argue. She did what she promised and helped. Okay, she did what she promised and helped me realize I was a lesbian. But I don't think she did it for me. <laughs> Is something you want to say over there? Nope. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> There's just so there's so much happening. <laughs> I wish my life was this interesting. <laughs> this dense. Cuz yeah, cuz my I feel like my 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 social interactions are so limited in complexity that I have to worry about the things I said to a cashier as I checked out. <laughs> it's like, ah oh, shit. Well, these people are fucking shapeshifters to find out if they're lesbians. <laughs> At least they have that freedom. That freedom does sound pretty nice. Um, that was something she didn't know. Benimi always knew that she had something odd around. She had been there had been something odd around how Yaka Yaya Yaka and Ina got together. At the time, Yayaki was mostly with Mari, but she didn't pry. Yayaki was free to have her secrets, especially when it came to her romantic life. Benimi preferred it that way. Mari-chan got Ina-chan jealous. Just told her some lies about her and me to get Ina-chan to act. Yayaka said. Yes. Yes. She said she would help me be friends with Ayaka-chan. Then made it look like she was using me to get closer to her. Ina said a bit bitterly. Always did not have fully forgiven Mari. When it comes to Mari-chan, the end justifies the means. Are you ready for that, Benny-chan? Yayaka asked, looking a bit concerned for her. I don't think I have a choice. I agreed to Mari-chan's terms. She is not likely to stop because I got cold feet. From the start, I doubted that she would take a simple no for an answer. Benihimi said. That's true, Mari-chan. Mari-chan does as she pleases most of the time. But I'm surprised you don't have more fire in you. You aren't the type just to allow others into your romantic life. You're very protective of that. Ayaka said, hinting that she thought there was more going on. 
Benahimi knew that this would happen eventually. Yako was starting to guess there was something bothering Benahimi. It had been pro- probably taken her this long only because of how busy they had been recently. Still, Benahimi was not ready to discuss her parents' proposal with Yako. I'm simply trying to do something different like you told me before. I need to change my approach when it comes to boys. Yaka nodded her head, dropping the subject. But she knew her friend was well too was well was too well acquainted with her to have believed her lie. End of chapter four. Thank God. <laughs> so you're not a fan. I think I could do about a chapter a week if I was reading this on my own time. And there'd be a lot of uh note taking and cross referencing and so is the main problem just the density yeah uh, uh, but I'll, uh, to be fair like it started off way more dense the first two chapters were like <laughs> like at least now i can follow what's happening in, in, in like a, a general sense yeah like there's more dialogue because like think about the first two chapters we would get like a solid probably six or seven sentences of just like this vivid imagery yeah. that would separate like one line of very simple dialogue and yeah, that's pretty much gone and there's now. a lot of exposition too like that first chapter was essentially an exposition dump on all of the yokai lore they were going to use yep and then it has not been referenced a single time since that is crazy usually when they do this big expedition dump so they don't have to reference it directly but the yokai stuff would still be important right yeah but th- this just sounds like a, a bunch of high school girls yeah. I from what I would assume, I don't actually know. Maybe but, college. Yeah. But probably not. You know, like like girls gone wild. That's sort of <laughs> Is that where you want this to go? Is that your No, I'm end just saying goal? that's like maybe what this is like. I don't really know. <laughs> Have you seen Girls Gone Wild? Uh I've seen the commercials. And from those commercials, you're able to think this is like a girl trying to get a boyfriend so she doesn't have to go home. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, solid review. I mean, I haven't seen it either. It's very, <laughs> it's very possible. I only saw the Arrested development version, uh, Girls with Low Self-Esteem. <laughs> uh, so let's do the ratings. Uh, well, actually, well, any other thoughts you have about this chapter? They brought the building talk back, which was something you, I think you really liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of architecture. Those My, flying buttresses and so overall, I do think this is also written pretty well. It's like the, the the technique is well well enough. There is a lot of exposition, st- even still, not too much this time around. Um, you, you guys know how I feel about Mari. I mean, she doesn't deserve that credit. No, uh, but maybe that's why it's a good story. It's dragging me into the drama. It's dragging me in. It's like I'm watching an anime. Um. Overall, I've been enjoying it for the most part up until now. Uh, let's do some rankings. Uh, how, how would you rank this? I'm sticking at the solid two out of five Harry Potter. So even with the less dense, getting it less dense, it's, it hasn't increased? I don't really think so because there's still not like a whole lot happening. They made eclairs. <laughs> <laughs> True. This definitely has the feel of anime where it's like they have episodes where like one thing happens and the other 20 minutes is like just standing there dramatic just, panic well just doing random things that don't matter like yeah. making eclairs going to take a shower <laughs> going to eat dinner going to squirt cucumber see cucumber juice all over there all over themselves all over your mental image which is apparently just floating busty women 
<laughs> wow. I feel like I've just destroyed my my uh, my public image. The toxic gold public image. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean I'd like to think I'm more woke, but then, you know, stuff like this comes around <laughs> and I just realize like, wow. I don't pretty, know. If, uh, I don't know if reading this story is not woke. <laughs> I, I don't think it's really woke or not woke. It's kind of just a story. True. Then again, they are very busted, <laughs> <laughs> which is so weird. I think I do think I think that's definitely an anime thing. Um, because I don't you you don't I mean you know the, the tropes about anime though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So I think it's just like this is definitely styled like an anime. So I think like that's just it's just funny to have it like explicitly called out. Yeah. Whereas like a drawing, like you know, you can you have to draw your own conclusions about whether they're busty <laughs> or not. Like the image is there, but I feel like some images you can't make a decision. Like you can't make an argument for the other way. You like yeah, but when it comes down to it, it's you. You're the one deciding <laughs> personally for yourself. Okay, that that's busty. Well, according not... to uh, Pewter Neutral, these women are busty yeah. and they're very hot and they're all fucking each other. Has been made, or at least Yayaka and Mari fucked each other. Yeah. Multiple times. I mean, honestly, that's a pretty like intricate piece of plot right there. Yeah, I'm liking the love triangle. I did not. Yeah, I did, and especially the whole concept of shape shifting into an existing human, an existing yeah, an existing and character. Then, like that's that's pretty complex. That's something that you know yeah, just does not happen triangle. in real life. Yeah, but apparently Soji's out of the picture because they specifically said we're not going to be those types of girls. Yeah. So. Okay, I'm going to bump it up to a two and a half. Oh, we can do that? Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to give it a 2.3. Okay, okay. So, I mean, I'm bumping it up to a two and a half so far because I do think more things are... The, the less exposition, the better. Because that first chapter was essentially just a dump on all the things that, like, by the way, here are what yokais are. This is what yokais like to do. This is how yokais die. Well, actually, she's a yuka una, which means that she's an amalgamation of every angry woman ever. Oh, and we kind of had some of that because we have that her her senpai in cooking class is a yuka una. Well, not a yuka una. She's the amalgamation of every jealous woman mm-hmm. or something like that. Yep. So far, I think we're enjoying it. Um, <laughs> it's unlike any story I've ever read before. Really? Yeah. Well, hopefully, you can make the long haul because we're only a fifth of the way through. We're going to have five, ep- no, wait, 10 episodes of this? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really just hope the listeners are also uh, are uh, in for the long haul here. I, th- I think If they, they made it this far, they're probably going to I mean, go. we haven't even seen the boy yet. Oh, that's true. Like, who the fuck wait, is this boy? what the hell was that cliffhanger in chapter three and then... There's a little bit of reference to it in chapter four, but we haven't. See, chapter four was today, and the, the, she's meeting the boy tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh man, and they are going to go to Tokyo. They are going to go to Tokyo, right? Is the cooking competition in Tokyo, and then potentially no, that's in to go... Osaka. No, so I the... think they go to Osaka if they win, right? No, so the there's a competition in Osaka. There's two competitions. There's the one that they're doing at the school to raise money to go to Tokyo. Mm. And then there's one in Osaka 
where if they win in Osaka, they go to Tokyo to be on national television? Oh. Something like that. Dang. There's definitely a beach along the way. There's definitely a beach. <laughs> you really want that beach episode. Um. Yeah, so I think that's our, our current thoughts of the story. We're just about out of time uh, for this part, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, any plugs for Toxic Gold? Forgot those earplugs that I mentioned last time. That's okay, though. Oh, you have earplugs? Well, I was going to bring earplugs for this episode, but... Oh, why you didn't want to hear the story? <laughs> yeah, I've also got my furry cat uh, tail butt plug that I've been wearing this whole time, just to further connect with the... You want to further... You could have gotten, like, little cat... You didn't have to go butt plug. Yeah, but I already had one, so... Oh, okay. Cheaper. Um... Uh, plugs for me. Uh, outlets, clogs, holes, Barry Jim's Patreon. Uh, you can uh, there. You can give us a dollar a month, and if you do that, you get to see some of the exclusive Patreon content we're we're making. Like I have, we have an author profile on Web Swasting Up. We're gonna do some deep dives, probably, maybe, and then we're also going to. Uh, you can get our Discord server, and you can yell at us, or send us love letters, or cook us eclairs. I don't fucking you know send. Just send me pictures of eclairs, all the time. Uh, you can send those pictures to bearjimspodcast at gmail.com. You can also send story recommendations to me, and I'll read your stories, most likely, if I have time. I probably do. I am unemployed and live in the middle of Indiana, uh, so I have all the time in the world. Uh, so, Bear Jim's Patreon. You can find the link to that at bearjims.podbean.com or at po- uh, patreon.com slash buriedjims or jimsburied, one of the two. Oh, follow me on Twitter. I don't say much, so it's I won't clog up your feed. And that's at jimsburied. But you will get notifications for not just this podcast coming out, but also for our other podcast that Toxic Gold is on, the First Impressions Music Podcast. So uh, I'm not exactly sure when that's going to be coming out. I think it's going to be on alternating weeks of this podcast, to my knowledge, as of right now. But uh, it's a good way if you want to hear some music reviews and like maybe get to find some new music. We only do albums that are uh, at least a year old or only at maximum a year old. So you only get to hear new music and little niche music. So feel free to come listen to that. And um, uh, um, oh, I have a challenge. A challenge. I'm going to call it the painting challenge. <laughs> if you can send me a Microsoft Paint image of all of the characters in the story, I will send you back a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> and then I will talk to the author and show them your image if you want. Huh? Huh? and wow. i'll put it on our discord so everybody gets to see it I'll, I'll put i'll post it on the twitter so that they all get to see it i'll showcase your artwork assuming it's not weird well i mean no not that assuming it's not horrible well no not it that can, it's gonna be weird though no and probably no, wait, pretty no, bad it can it's be microsoft weird paint and it can be horrible just send me these pictures <laughs> just send me these fucking paintings I'll figure out what to do with it. You know, because, you know, it's just, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a, a, a route. 
a toot. What's that round robin song go? Rock and Robin. Rock and Robin. Rock and Robin. Rock and Robin. Hey, the stories, you know, they might take off. And if you have any other stories you think might take off, feel free to email them to us at barrageedinpodcast at gmail.com. 